Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. This is episode 3 of our San Diego Comic Con 2015 coverage, and as usual, I'm your host Marshall. I couldn't resist that, dude. And with me is my co-host Will, so hello, dude. Just kidding. Hi everybody, it's uh, Will, and uh, I'm here uh, finishing (laughs) off our Comic Con coverage uh, on location. Yeah, alright. So, with us this week, and we are very lucky to have a whole bunch of friends with us we met at the con, and we've known in the community forever, so let's get right to them. We have Heather from Krillin Run Radio and Pretty Little Sith Blog. Hey, guys. And we Hi, have Heather. Lou from the Ma- Master-, Master Lou on Twitter and uh, from the Balance the Force blog. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Lou. And we have Jesse from the Unholy Alliance Guild. Hi, there. How you guys doing, man? I'm excited about this. Woo! Anyway, okay. (laughs) Marshall doesn't put up with shenanigans, as you can tell. Oh yeah, no shenanigans ever. Nope, I'm anti shenanigans. All right, so I thought we'd enjoy some frosty beverages together again, just like we did it in Comic Con. So, uh, Heather, you drinking anything this evening? I'm drinking water. Awesome. (laughs) Water I I, I don't well. I don't have beer or any type of alcoholic beverage. I mean, I just moved like not too long ago, and so I don't like stock up on that stuff because I live by myself. And um, and yeah, I'm not gonna buy She's it. She's looking anyway. at you, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? Uh, you're the, you're the, the beverage thing connoisseur. You do when you move house is to find where the next beer is. Well, I gotta make sure I have a good beer. Well, come on, dude. Look at me. Give me a break. Anyway, uh, Jesse, what do you have? Anything? Well, I wish I had something creative and fun that I was drinking, but I work in the morning, so I'm actually drinking water as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See? I think, I You're think not that alone, a jab Heather. at me, Marshall. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a jab <laughs> at you. I have a job in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, what about you, Lou? I am having a fancy, fancy drink. It is cherry Dr. Pepper. <laughs> nice, nice. We're going, we're going all out tonight, guys. Uh, I know this is more like an AA meeting than a podcast right? at this point, really. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting to get to me. I'm the only one guest, drinking beer. <laughs> Hello, my name is Will, and it's been six days since I've logged into Swotor. <laughs> Swotor <All> anonymous. Right. <laughs> Actually, right. to be honest, it's been about forty-five minutes. <laughs> I logged in for the first time uh, a couple minutes ago too, in a while. Anyway, Will, are you actually drinking anything? What do you got? I, uh, you know, I I was gonna pretend like I was, but now that everyone else is kind of like you know wussing out, I think I'm actually gonna have to get up and make my drink. But it's gonna be a Kraken and Diet Pepsi, and thanks to the fine people of Loot Crate, it's gonna be the Avengers themed ice cubes tonight. Ooh, You're nice. cool. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's too bad Loot Crate's not a sponsor. Uh, it's, uh, it would have been nice, man. Uh, I almost thought I had to cut this, uh, segment for a minute. Thank you for saving it. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so if anybody's curious, I'm drinking, I had to get something from San Diego. I noticed they had, uh, Sculpin IPA from Ballast Point Brewery. I had that the other night we recorded on the street, actually. Well, remember that on Friday night? I surely um, do. 
And then the waitress brought me the wrong one next, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, that beer that she brought next was not good. No, but this one is, so I'm enjoying it. All right, so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs, and we'll get to everybody else's contact information in just a little bit. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so of course, give us positive ratings and like us on all the other social medias. Uh, we do have the timestamps in the show. This show will be mostly San Diego Comic-Con, but we'll be, uh, putting in some of our usual stuff as well, like Swotor news and some, uh, general pop culture news as well. And so give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Patreon, 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 Patreon. We got two new patrons, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thanks to Paul and Andreas. We're super stoked about that. We're getting closer to our $15 an episode milestone. Which will basically be kind of like this, where we get a whole bunch of people on the podcast. So we'll see how that goes too. It'll be fun. Uh, and so of course you can give us one, two dollars an episode or any, or less. We'll give you a shout out and give you a new, uh, one of the packs from Sotor. And also if you want to go, uh, a little bit heavier than that, ten bucks an episode for a month will get you a nice care package from my wife's little retail shop, her sock shop, either guys or girls socks, and we'll get you socks, beer, all kinds of cool stuff to say thank you. So that's 10 bucks an episode for a month. Next, we're not labeling this show 25. Next episode will be 25, so you still have time to get in for the drawing. We got a whole bunch of awesome stuff from San Diego Comic-Con. I cannot wait to share with you guys. So we'll put a little drawing together. Oh yeah, and we'll contribute some stuff from Phoenix Comic-Con as well. So uh, become a patron and get in for the drawing before next week's show. Uh, so audibletrial.com slash usual podcast, get a 30 day free trial. I'm going to suggest it, although I downloaded it, I have not started listening to it yet, but I love Ernest Klein. He's the author of Ready Player One and his new book just came out, what, yesterday. It's called Armada. So I'm going to suggest that. So let's move on. Ready? Section one, Star Wars, the old Republic. You guys ready? Yeah. I'm very ready. ready. All right. So I thought this section, we just do kind of, uh, um, you know, talk about that cantina event and the story panel and the Q&A and all that kind of stuff. So first of all, I just want to say thanks to Eric Musco and the community team, Blur Studios and the 501st Legion. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I had a hell of a time. Yeah. Fantastic time. <laughs> I really wish yeah, I, I had could a really good time for the full, the full Comic Con, but you know, it just, was not within my pocketbook for that, but uh, I was really glad to at least show up there, you know, meet with you guys and hang out and enjoy what I could. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I, um, so the first thing I wanted to say, okay, so let's talk about the panel really quick. I know some of you guys, uh, I know Curling Run Radio, you guys covered it. Um, and then there's stuff out there. I actually put the audio for the story panel up, um, as a, as our last podcast, but, um, what did you guys think of just the, I don't know how we want to start or where we want to start, but, uh, just when we got there for the meet and greet, uh, before the panel, we didn't get any flash drives. No. And that guy with them all around his no, neck was true. upset. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. That was a yeah, little we're, disappointing. We're, we're really lucky that we, uh, that we all, well, maybe not all of us, but, uh, we took pictures of each and every picture on the slideshow because we didn't get flash drives with any of that on it. So someone, at least someone has a record of it. Now it's on the internet. 
You know, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. We were taking pictures of all of it, and usually we just get all that in a flash drive. I mean, I have in my drawer next to me, I have, you know, all the ones I have from from the last ones, and um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be, it's nice we did do that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's so. Maybe we can make our own flash drives, you guys. <laughs> Usual podcast flash drives. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Order <amazing>. now. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some of those pictures we took with the uh, took with the five hundred first in there. Those are awesome. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> I love the one with Kira looking totally, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Why you guys are trying to assassinate me? Yeah. She looked confused, but that was okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's do, let's see. So questions asked during the meet and greet. So I asked a few questions uh, during the meet and greet, and I know you guys did too. Um, let's, you want to go ladies first? What were some of the things that we found out just talking to Musco and those guys? Anything of note? No legacy datacrons. Yeah, that bummed me out, man. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Sorry to put, you know say the bad thing first, but um, well, that was that was a question that uh, that I wanted to know, and Musco basically said it's very, very, very unlikely. So, well, and I've, I've asked him that every year, pretty much. I've gone, and he basically said they'd have to rebuild all the datacrons, and I'm like, well, that doesn't seem too hard, but well, because um, they are they are technically <laughs> missions, you know. So yeah. I don't know. It bums me out because I, I really, I have an issue. I cannot go data crime hunting. Every, just, just play turn. one character and just be like super, le- <laughs> super awesome. But I have it. like ten characters, Heather. I can't just go to one. It's too much. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we do it, and the way that we do it in my guild is we actually do data crime runs like with the guild and it makes it a lot funner if everybody's on team speak and we go around as a little pack and go to all the datacrons we put people in place to do the polls on the harder datacrons or we do the guild ship summons for some of the ones that are like way up on platforms like on macab or whatever where you can do it actually as summons and just bring everybody there and we turn it into a social event and have prizes and stuff so it doesn't have to be a grind like you know on your own so until they, they give you what you want as far as the the legacy maybe you know trying it with friends is fun i did it before uh, falling off the platform on corellia (laughs) (laughs) i did it before uh, there was ever a guild summons and i think i spent hours and hours and hours i think i spent like like two hours trying to get that mckeb datacron that's just estimating oh the uh, one yeah, and at the end, I was like, oh my gosh, I really need a beer. And then I went to my <laughs> fridge, and I didn't have beer. <laughs> Just like uh, tonight. See? Yeah, and I was like, no! I worked so hard for that, but now I have all the Imperial Datacrons on my on my assassin. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I can't get myself to do it, and I'm not as close with my guild uh, as you guys, and I'm hoping to make the change on that soon. We're actually going to start a guild here pretty quick here, so... Hopefully that'll help us be a little more social and do fun stuff and make grindy things more fun too. So, you know, one of one of my favorite things that came out of um of the sort of the pre um the panels that were earlier in the day, like not the cantina but the story panels, um and it wasn't a question that I asked, but somebody else asked it, and I thought it was a super duper question, which was um you know we're talking about the the trailer now, the, the sacrifice trailer for Knights of the Fallen Empire. Right. And, um, my, the question that they asked was whether the two brothers, Thexan and Arkan, are Valkorian, the emperors, natural children, hmm. 
um, or if there may be clones and that Valkorian has been doing this over and over and over again, like over time, he's called the eternal emperor. Like, you know, what's he, you know, what's really going on here? Like, do they have a mother? Where's their mother? Um, <laughs> you know, coaster. like what's this situation here? So I thought that was a really good question and like really made me start thinking about, hmm. And then the, the answer to that was pretty vague too. Like, hmm, wouldn't that be interesting? You know, so was sort of like a, a wink to us too so i like that one yeah sometimes those non-answers are answers you know so that's right and i like that right. i like that question too i think that's awesome i i'm hoping something like that comes to play i think that'd be cool to, i mean especially i like the idea of him doing it over and over again i think that'd be cool yeah that was my favorite question too and i thought it was a really interesting concept that i didn't even think of right. it's kind of like the story from dark empire where the emperor was cloning himself i don't know if you ever read that one which one was that? The one with um... Dark Dark Empire. It's the one where uh, Luke Skywalker actually becomes dark. He, he oh turns no, the dark I haven't side. read that one. Spoiler yeah. alert! No, God. Dude, the comic is like twenty five years old. <laughs> yeah. It's still a spoiler. It took me a while to get to all the stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. And by the way, you know Indiana Jones beats the Nazis. <laughs> Oh, forget it. I don't even have to watch that one. Come on. It's like saying Alfred in Batman is the butler. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, I also asked Musco, too, about uh, what they were doing with Legacy 50, and he gave me that actual answer of, like, I don't have any idea. And so, <laughs> I, I don't know. And this goes, this goes back to like episode, what, one or two of this show. Like we, we spend half the time talking about ideas for Legacy 50. I think I even did a blog post when I was still writing blogs consistently, but I, yeah, the, I have the ideas, other half we, but the but, other half we talked about closets. Well, yeah, there were closets involved, but then, let's, let's move on. So, but yeah, the Legacy 50 thing, <laughs> it, 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 it kills me that there's just nothing planned for Legacy 50. He said, and he did, I found this statistic very interesting. He said 15% of the player base has Legacy 50. 15. Yeah. I felt pretty good about that. Like I was, I was part of a, an elite. You felt pretty elite. Yeah, yeah. 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 Say there was like a hundred people at the cantina and, um, and like 15 of us had Legacy level 50. See? Yeah. Let's take a poll. How many of us on the podcast right now is Legacy 50? Me. Um, Me. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about sample size. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's sample size and like also like who's going to be at the the event. Like obviously not somebody who's like, oh yeah, I just started playing this game and it's kind of cool. It's going to be somebody who's been like hardcore in it to win it for a long time right. and has their legacy, right? So. Well, I think yeah, yeah. that because of the fact that where they're going with the game completely, it's 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 almost like you know, bottom line is that beta testing is going to end when the expansion like starts. <laughs> because they're like revamping everything, you know, they're they're gearing towards attracting new players for that story aspect. And with that, I mean, they're redoing what flashpoints, operations, the crafting, the companions. So, I wouldn't be surprised if if eventually they start tacking in like obviously, you know, new end game, you know, operations. They want to see how everything else is going to work because remember they kind of botched up with uh with Ravengers and TOS with the bugs, so they need to reformat. So and I was thinking about that, and they're they're 
they're trying to capitalize on their storytelling. So it's a good it's a good market move, but it hurts some of the players and some people are leaving. Some guilds mm-hmm. are leaving because they don't they want something new. But essentially, I honestly think it's a really small percentage. It's a loud small percentage of people that uh, that are doing that, but I mean, I think the, what they're doing is they're strengthening the game. They're making the game what it should have been at launch. You know, exactly. everything with a hard mode, uh, everything at max level uh, that you can do solo modes if you if you really just want to play alone. And I think they're preparing the game for this influx of new players that are eventually going to be playing the game when the new movie comes out. Yeah, and so I know the I reason, think- one of the reasons I started playing this game is because I was a big Bioware fan. You know, I love Dragon Age and Mass Effect and those type of games. I loved the way the choices were and how I interacted with my companions and the fact that they could die and be gone forever um, and that kind of thing. And and I don't know, I was talking to Musco and he said that this expansion is really going to not even feel like the same game at some point you know what i mean like exactly used to so i mean and i'm and i'm okay with it going towards more mass effecty if that's that's not a word i just made that up but you know more mass effect like (laughs) would 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 the word be mass effective (laughs) yeah Uh (laughs) i'm gonna go with that yes (laughs) but i i I don't know i'm i'm fine with it i think it's a smart move on them to you know because honestly when I first got started in the game, even in beta testing, uh, the one thing that felt Star Warsy, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that, yeah, was the good, fact good that one. yeah, Star Warsy was the fact that you know as you're sitting there watching the cutscenes, you're actually feeling as though you're you're in the movie, you're in that Star Wars environment, you're following along. And you're seeing things happen and it's just, it's captivating you. You have the, the background music, the ambiance, you know, everything that is iconic to the Star Wars feel. Exactly. So. Lou, I think you hit the, the nail on the head for a lot of us that, that what separates this game from other games that we may have played, um, is that sense of like, why would I watch a movie when I can be in a movie? I can be the star. I can be the one who's taking, who's doing the actions and making the decisions. And that's what makes this game like so playable, like month after month after year after year is that feeling of attachment and connection. And that comes from the beautiful storytelling. It comes from the rich, the rich cutscenes, the music the beautiful music of John Williams and that this the entire experience is like it it is it's overwhelming and and I agree and I've had you know we've all had some time with this idea now and thinking about you know what some of these other changes mean to us and and we are hearing you know some people leaving um you know because of their issues with what's what's coming or, or is perceived as not coming in endgame but um the truth of the matter is there's lots of great games out there with excellent PVP and, and rating. Yep. Um, but what game combines all of those things so beautifully as this game? And I can't think of one. I think that the issue here is probably with hardcore Star Wars fans that are also hardcore MMO fans. So they want, yeah. they want it all. They don't want to play, they don't want to play World of Warcraft or Wildstar or whatever else is out there because they want right. to play Star Wars and they yeah. want to play a Star Wars MMO. And so I think this, 
this group of people that really like Star Wars and really like MMOs, it, I think it hurts them the most because they they want it all. They want they want this perfect MMO, right. but they also want the Star Wars experience. And so well, when they, it's and we know Star Wars fans. Yeah, and we know Star Wars fans can be very um, passionate demanding. and demanding. Yeah, exactly. passionate. That is that is a good word right there. Yeah, see, I mean, it's I was, exactly that. I was going that. the PC route, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah. you know, it, it, along the lines of the fact that, I mean, in comparison, there are other uh, key elements in other MMOs, like Heather was saying, that some have better PvP, some have, you know, better, you know, Q-pops, things like that, whatever the case right. may be. But, you know, to each their own in the MMO aspect. But overall, you know... Going back to what Jesse said was, you know, being involved in Star Wars. And plus, I mean, honestly, honestly, who doesn't want a, to wield a lightsaber? Mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but see, you know, you have oh, iconic, you know, characters, <laughs> Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. I mean, that's all, you know, gives you the chance to be your own character in your own storytelling MMO. When I think because this game is so alt friendly, it's interesting to look back and see what what I chose as a main. And the reason I chose my main is because that's how I envision what I would be in the Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? So, and I think that a lot of us did that to start with. You know, um, which I think is important. And yeah, I want to be in. Star oh, Wars. so so what does that what does that what does that tell us? I'm I'm interested. I think we should do some sort of personality test <laughs> and each say what we picked as our first main, and that's going to tell us all we need to know about that other person. Ooh. Okay, Marshall, go. Well, I I picked an assassin tank. <laughs> All straight dark side. So dark side, stealthy. Yeah, that'll tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? I picked a um a scoundrel heels. Ooh, okay. Um so yeah, maybe maybe a little bit stealthy, but um I mean, a little bit sneaky, a little bit out for myself maybe sometimes, but mostly I want to do the right thing. Aww. And plus, you know, Han Solo. <laughs> Need I say more? Right. And then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, is what the one Heather? tune you play still the, the first one you, you roll? No, it's actually my third, but I guess we can uh, kind of see these personality changes as we go on. So my first two characters were both light side Sith. Oh, interesting. Um, my first one was an Inquisitor. The second one was a, a, well, she was a sorcerer. The second one was a juggernaut. They were both light side. Then I make this dark side character, the assassin. And this is the one that I played till like, you know, yeah. Forever. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess that's me. I am the dark side Sith that wants to conquer the galaxy. <laughs> I think that's important. I'm with you on that. <laughs> what about you, Lou? Um, I, my first character actually was on Harbinger and it was a Sith juggernaut, pure dark side, nothing but nice. dark side. Nice. Um, second character was a light side, uh, sniper. Oh. Third character was on Jedi Covenant, and that was my uh, light side sage. Well, all you guys on this light side stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I cannot make those light side decisions, man. Ugh. 
see, I can't make the dark side decisions. They make my stomach hurt. And I really wanted to, okay, so I'm a little bit freaky, but I wanted to get dark side Jasa. Yeah. And so I had to make the dark warrior. And, um, and it's hard for me. Like I still have a couple light side points because I just could not send uh. all these like innocent people like that were helping me to their death. I just felt bad about it. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so I got enough, you know, for Jasa to, you know, you do what she needed to do and um and be dark and and then after that you know i eased up on it a little bit because i just wasn't happy oh, playing so it um so yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I i think i've only hesitated on a few of the dark side decisions and that's just because i'm like wow do i really want to go there and then i eventually say yes so well some, <laughs> of, the dark side, some of the dark side uh decisions it's like I mean, if you think about it, you're a member of the, well, I'm a member of the Dark Council. And so when you're on, um, Corban Incursion and there's the part where you have to decide if these people stay in the med bay or if they come and fight with you, well, right. I'm thinking these people are going to be useful later. I'm not going to drag them out with me when I can just handle <laughs> it by myself. Exactly. So that's a light, that light side decision to leave them in there. So I guess that's just me RPing in my head. <laughs> no, yeah, my I first. Can't- I can't honestly say, I, you know, I, I just went straight darks. Oh, darks, I kill people. Oh, darks, I, yeah. you know, I was just going crazy. But now with this new, with this new era yeah. of, um, of choices that matter, um, you know, you guys are going to be paying for all your dirty deeds and I'm going to be like cruising through the galaxy straight, straight shot to heaven. I don't know, so man. Just you guys know. Yeah, Shara, Shara, Shara is going to be out. awesome <laughs> I, I think what about Will? will be on my side, dude. I think he's going to be all right with me. <laughs> uh, my first tune was a bounty hunter pyrotech. Um, oh, I remember that tune. That tune, whose uh, all their decisions were either based around credits or Mako. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Nice, yeah, I think Chuck would agree with you on Mako. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, I, I kind of have a thing for Lacey Chabert, so you know, I kind of had to go with that one first. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just figured, you know, he's a he's a bounty hunter, so. You know, it starts off with him all about credits. So every decision was what would get him paid. And then once he starts, you know, the romance storyline with Mako, first thing is, you know, it's all credits because that's what Mako wants too, unless it's completely morally dark, which Mako wouldn't agree with. And so that's (laughs) when I would choose the altruistic thing. She never agreed with me. I just, uh, I I didn't care. I just, because you were, (laughs) (laughs) she just gets upset about everything. I didn't care at some point. I just, I just made my, my dark side decisions anyway, because I got a power, I have a power tech too, so. Well, cause, you, cause you're a total player. Exactly. Anyway, so. Total player for life. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love inside jokes. Okay. So, uh, what do we, what else do we have? Anything else from the, any other questions that popped out? I'm trying to get us back on track. Uh, any other? Oh yeah. Oh, there was a track. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. We, oh, we have some semblance <laughs> of a track. We'll just see. Uh, <laughs> anything else that stood out during the, during the panel? I, I actually, real quick before I forget, I found it really interesting when they, uh, we were talking about the decision to take his right or his left arm. Uh, right. I thought that oh, was that, cool. that was fun. Yeah. But I then I neat. like, I like their answer that when at the end, when they held hands, they wanted it to be, a, you know, the human hand, exactly. the flesh, not the, not the robot. Not the mechanical yeah. <laughs> Right. They wanted to show that human connection because right. of that thread of relationships that went through the trailer. Yeah. And I think that was really powerful. I'm, I love, I love that answer. And I, I liked, I liked that the question came up. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else, guys? What do you think? I had a good time. 
Oh, it's great. Yeah, I had a really good time. Oh, oh, we got that 30 days free sub. That was oh, well, nice. you guys did. <laughs> we, stood in that, we stood in that line for like a smooth hour. I think that's why Musco was talking to us for so long. Because he's like, dude, do you guys are still stand in this line? <laughs> well, I mean, why, why would they only have two, two computers? Yeah. Yeah, I, figured, I figured it would be like those events at PAX where there's like 10 computers and there's just an attendant to like make sure that you're not just like messing around on the internet. Like right. you're actually just going in and then, you know, just get that line down. Yeah, sadly. It was and then I, I liked how some people would not get out of the line for the story panel. They're like, "Nope, I'm going to keep standing here in line because yeah. I'm going to have to wait." Actually, I left that piece of audio in when I put the recording up, and uh, with Musco kind of basically threatening them and telling them to sit down. <laughs> he said, "Well, only people that are sitting down are going to get the swag, you know." So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, oh, one other thing, actually, that Musco was talking about, I believe was that in the next couple of months, they're going to be talking about alliances with companions. Did he, was anybody else standing there when he was talking about that? He, I probably was, but I probably yeah. was paying attention to something else. Yeah. But it, I, I'm sure we'll get more info, but I, I was very, I was curious. I didn't really get much more than that. He said, well, you're going to n- learn more about companions in the next couple of months and alliances with companions. So I don't know what that means. Interesting. Any ideas? I'm excited. I'm really excited about um, more with companions and um, and having those things actually mean something when you make decisions, yeah. you know, because it's a little frustrating to really be able to, like, do anything and they're always going to, you know, fight for you the same. So it doesn't really matter, but, like, it's just, like, for crafting. Like, I, I like that there's going to be consequences so yeah, much. same here. Do you guys know if uh, if the companions, if you're going to be able to pick any dark or any imperial companions or just the ones that you have? No, um, they're very dodgy no. about that. <laughs> yeah, they they but I, they did not give the impression, and I can't remember the exact words in the exchange, but they did not give the impression that it was going to be like a you know a smorgasbord where you could pick the companions that you wanted, right. like specifically, like oh, I would like to have Vet over here on my you know my sorcerer or whatever. I, I, Cause Cause, I you know because totally, why wouldn't I pick like every have that. why wouldn't I pick everyone <laughs> I with pick... a double lightsaber? Pick exactly. Jaza and Zalek, <laughs> and then pick Torian because he's really you know. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, like, I like that idea. <laughs> well, remember you know. I think it was one of the betas where uh, the Juggernaut uh, storyline with Quinn, if I'm not mistaken, you're actually able to kill off Quinn. And there was some backlash from from the player base that, uh, you know, there was no way to get him back. So I think they're kind of toying with the idea, kind of maybe bringing it back in. Yeah. Well, they, they, they are. Um, um, Eric specifically addressed that, um, talking about they, the reason that that didn't work was because there was no clear understanding <laughs> in advance that if you killed him, oh, by the way, he's dead. So, yeah. um, now they're preparing us for that. And they're, you know, so if you make those decisions, you really have nobody to blame except for yourself. But it wasn't really fair. He was your only healing companion, right. for example, exactly. like Quinn in particular. And so, um, you know, that, that was why it didn't work in that situation. Well, but and I think that, that that's going to be a whole other ball. Game. And I think that right. kind of goes back to the Mass Effect thing too. Like when I'm playing Mass Effect or Dragon Age and, and I know that I have to decide on someone's life, it's like, it's very clear that I'm never getting that person back once I click the button. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to call <laughs> Bioware and be like, dude, I didn't know. 
You know, they're going to be like, all right, so start over, you know. <laughs> but in, in <laughs> right. an MMO, I mean, these things, they're permanent and they're stuck with your character forever, you know. So anyway. Exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's go to the the night version. The night version? That doesn't make sense. The <laughs> all actual, right, slow it the down. Actual, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, hey, that was that was, that was the good time. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to encourage Will. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> Swotor After Dark. <laughs> That's it. So now we're in the Swotor After Dark version. and uh, This is Big Willie style oh, hitting okay. up late at night. You see what I'm saying? Have you been saving that for this? Have you been saving that Big Willie style? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so the Cantina event. We, You guys, I mean, most people have covered the questions. The questions weren't out of, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, really. Um, but we can talk about our time at the Q and A, or we can talk about our time at the meet and greet. Uh, we spent some time with first, before I forget, I want to say we met up with, let's see, I have Alberto and what was the other guy's name that we met? I met a bunch oh. of people. I don't, yeah. uh, I definitely remember Alberto's name yeah. though. Alberto, big fan of podcasts. He's a cool guy. I like to hang on. We met Theo. Oh yes. Theo was, um, oh yeah, my guildie. That, that, that was my guildie. Yep, he was cool. And then we. Of course, we met Darren DePaul. Yeah, and we spent a good chunk of time yeah. with him, which was awesome. We really did. <laughs> Darren DePaul is the, uh, the voice actor that does Valkorian, the Emperor, in the, in the trailer. And what I, what I liked about my time with him is towards the end when, when he was trying to leave, you know, we were all trying to get pictures and, you know, he was like saying words in the voice as he was taking the pictures. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, Bam um, was there from Look. Oh, right, yep. right. Uh, he, uh, met, he actually um, live-streamed it, and a lot of people were able to watch that. Yeah, he was oh, doing cool. a Periscope. I tried it. But yeah, then uh, a couple of us got to meet uh, Leland Chi. Oh, yeah, Leland Chi was there. I met him. Yeah, that was cool. Who's that? He is the... Holo- actually, his Twitter is... Might as well plug it now. It's at Holocron, Master, or Holocron Keeper. And he is the official Lucas uh, Lucasfilm... Uh, uh, basically datacron keeper he's in charge of all the information of uh of what is canon what is not canon i think i that i feel like that sounds familiar like i met him before i think i've met him at another event before too i've seen him before for sure he was with he does uh he he usually is with uh, pablo hidalgo that maybe that's why i met pablo hidalgo last year as well um but he, he was here last year with pablo hidalgo cool um but I also met Jean, who used to work for Tor Wars also. I wanted to make sure I mentioned her because I had never met her in real life. So that was cool. Um, so anyway, so I mean, I don't think we need to rehash all the questions from the Q&A. I mean, unless there were any really good ones. Do you guys remember any really good ones? My favorite thing was all the kids. The kids? Oh, yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> oh, there yeah. was like six or seven kids down in front. Yeah, that was And there cool. was a five-year-old who was given the uh, the Lego set. That's what that was. Right. Oh, that oh, was right. so yeah. sweet, dude. Oh, I love that. That was cute. The, five, the five-year-old that probably pawned me in PvP. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that, <laughs> that kid's face, he was so stoked when he got those Legos. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, he's the only one that got the swashbuckling skiff. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. All right. So, I mean, any other? I mean, we don't really need to rehash this. I mean, I had a really good time. We got lots of drink tickets. That was good. 
yeah, I got to give Musco a shout out, you know, for getting the crystal for us and the VIP lounge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the booth those, with the curtain. Those Twi'lek dancers were amazing. Yeah, right? yeah oh, that's great. true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I think the I think the big thing with the Cantina events is going and talking to the game devs after the Q and A because that way you can you know, you can ask them a lot more questions and they'll exactly. go more into depth and they'll say things like, "But hold on, this is off the record. I'm not supposed to say this <laughs> kind of thing." I it's I didn't hear anything. Non official right. interview. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then they slip you another drink ticket and slink away. <laughs> I don't know. I think the highlight for me was the uh, Darren DePaul was fun. He was a really cool guy. Yes, yes. And um, he's the emperor. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to sure. argue with that guy. No, never. <laughs> you know what I think the highlight was? I think the highlight was meeting you guys because uh, you guys are amazing. You were so much fun. I really enjoyed hanging out with you and experiencing it. Like you know, like I bonded with you guys right away, yeah. and um, I had a really great time with you. And I would definitely say that. For me, those connections in the community are what's so important, and so that was my highlight. I, I, well, I'm, I so, I'm so glad I tagged you guys all in the same tweet then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I completely agree with Jesse. I think the highlight of the night was everybody meeting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I have very fond memories of the lunch we had before we went to the or the, the cantina. <laughs> We're just trying to see how many people we can get at that little table and see if the server would be okay with it. He's like, no, I can't put any more people at this table if your friends come. Like, well, are you sure? Because they could just sit right there, you know? And, and he wasn't having it. But that was really fun. Yeah, I, I'd love to meet you guys. That's why I had to get you guys all on here again and, and chat it up and, I don't know, reconnect again. And hopefully we can do some gaming in the future, too. That'd be fun, right? Totally. Uh, anything yeah, else I, before we move to the I got next a session? couple tunes on Harbinger, so I'm on just got to get on. Yeah, I, I got on Shadowlands, so I'll definitely be uh, leveling up with you guys. Cool. You can help us start the guild, man. There you All go. Right. Um, okay, so there was a little bit of news. Do you guys mind doing a little news? In the darkness, only ambition will guide you. The oath you swear, the promises you make. All right, so this week we have uh, basically they came out with the Operations and Flashpoints uh, blog post. And this was basically, I don't know, what do you guys think? There's just, there were some strong reactions out there to this. I mean, um, I mean we kind of discussed it earlier. Um, yeah. But my guild, I mean, I asked them, I was like, oh, well, you know, this October we'll be able to do level 65 ops. And they're super excited. They're like, oh, yeah, we get to try out <laughs> Easy Nightmare again. And we got to... Um, we have to get all of our achievements before before the operations get harder again. No, totally. And there's so many operations and so many flashpoints, flashpoints in particular that I just I have. I mean, both. I just haven't done, and I'd love to do them. And you know, like I said, I'm I have no problem with any of this stuff. I like that they're scaling them up, but you know, like I also kind of like Will and I were almost able to two man what EV or something one day. That was kinda yeah, fun. Trinity Vault. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the only operation I've ever attempted. <laughs> really? We're not very. Yeah, social. I've just never done ops. <laughs> this is really? as social as we get, Heather. Okay, come on. 
I think that this that this post more than any in recent memory has taken me through the gamut of um of emotions because my first reaction to it was well firstly I knew that there would be a lot of people in the community that would be upset and um and that there would be a lot of um negative maybe buzz on social media and that people would be leaving that there would be sort of a negative ripple so that was my first thought my second thought was that I was scared that making the solo modes and making the tactical modes was going to un-MMO this game to the point where we wouldn't even be able to call it an MMO anymore um but the reaction of um, of other people like in my guild um, and then once I get I had a chance to sort of sit with this information for a few days um, kind of brought me full circle to realizing that actually a lot of people haven't played all of these ops and all of these flashpoints because you know a variety of reasons are too difficult they're they're intimidated they don't they can't get groups together um, bringing them all to the same level to make them playable and challenging um, and fun again and make there be a reason for you to do some of those things like, you know, Eternity Vault, Caragas Palace. I mean, <laughs> hello. Um, and, and do those again, like, and have to work the mechanics and have to work together and make them challenging is actually very exciting. Yeah. And so rather than introducing a new operation, like one new operation that our top tier players are going to be able to, to conquer. Let's make all of the operations at a level that's challenging, fun and exciting for a large percentage of our players. So I've kind of come full circle on my thinking about it. And I'm actually now thinking that, that it was a very smart move. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm excited about being able to solo the flashpoints, you know, like we can. Yeah, because like, when you queue for those, people are just like, space bar, space bar. Yeah. Like, well, shut up. I want to watch the story. <laughs> well, and I want to see Right, if you have a favorite scene, and, you want to watch it. Well, and for me, I want to see what it's about first before I try to get into a group and be like, yeah, I've never done this one before. And then people are hollering at me because I don't know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And that just makes me not want to do it. So being able to run through it by myself at least once or twice beforehand, you know, gives me more of an incentive, I think. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to, to these changes personally. But yeah, I mean, I've pretty much soloed all the, the flash points anyways, so it's because I'm an achievement whore and nobody likes me. So. Uh, <laughs> So, so that's what I do, but you know, I'm I'm kind of screwed over by like Colloid War games, which is like I've tried. Oh, to yeah. No, no, I I did I did that one. I like that one. I actually like that one once, and I was like, never again will I do Colloid War games. I like yeah, that I one. I, I I liked it. I liked it. Uh, the one that I I'm like I now won't even forget it. Don't even think about asking me to go in there is KDY. Forget oh, it. I don't like yeah. that one either. See, that yeah. one you can just Marshall do like, so all the Netflix on the other screen. Like, I have two monitors, so I'll just run through that one, and then I can just watch something or do something on the other screen because it's totally mindless, dude. <laughs> and we've done it a million times, right? Yeah. But, you yeah. know, honestly, with the way that they're they're doing it, you know, thinking back with what they said earlier on with Bioware, uh, that they the changes between like 2.0 and 3.0 they with 3.0 they wanted to have a little bit more control over certain aspects of the game and revamping it uh you know there was it was great that the players could actually solo you know with the Jesus droid you know uh, the forge alliances quest part 
and that way it's like for some that actually really enjoyed the story you know didn't want a space bar you can do it at your own pace wasn't rushed um i think a couple points on this would be the fact that it helps take care of the q pops for people that actually want to to just do it do their weekly if there is going to be a weekly for it don't know yet but with them revamping the the operations if they're going to be introducing new players to it uh i think touching on what jesse said earlier most of us that actually have gone through ev kp you know snv etc etc uh with the mechanics now it's just not up to par so with them revamping it they might be like tweaking it maybe making it a little more difficult you know since a lot of the classes now can shoot on the run or heal on the run i think it's going to really bring a lot more stability to the player base as far as like because realistically the way how pugs are right now with people trying to do like on the lurker, forget it. There's not a huge percentage. Uh, and not a lot of people like doing pugs because people don't know the mechanics. So I think in a way that it's going to get a lot of people on par with being able to do mechanic functions and getting people kind of on the same page and paying attention, being like more rate aware. Well, I I agree with what you're saying, Lou, and I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Because I agree that it will get more people actually into and interested in doing that group stuff, but I I hold on to that fear that too many tacticals and too many solo missions are not going to train a player to play Trinity Mechanics. I still, I'm holding on to that because I, I do worry that if you don't play Trinity Mechanics, you don't learn them. You don't learn not to pull when you're the DPS. You don't, you, you don't CC. You don't do those things that are important for raid mechanics. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be proved wrong. Um, and no, you make a very valid able point. To go into raids. Um, and people will be able to go into raids or, or there'll be enough of a segment of the, of the gaming population that actually, uh, that already knows Trinity Mechanics and already knows how to play in that, in that style. But I think that a lot of the new players that are coming in won't be doing that. However, that's probably okay with SWOTOR because that's who they're gearing a lot of this for is the, the newer player who maybe hasn't played MMOs before, but is interested in Star Wars and the story. So. That's my thought. No, no, you you make a very valid point too. I mean, there's, you know, two two sides to this coin. I mean, there are some people that actually can, you know, do mechanics, and then other people that well, just can't. <laughs> and then there's anti-social or haven't learned as well, or, or or just or just haven't learned. <laughs> That's true. You know? That's true. So I hope I do hope that the 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 elder community that that's been playing and that does know how to to play the game that way will be patient with the new influx of players that's coming in and um and that there'll be like you know an acceptance and a sort of a mentoring of those players when they want to start doing group content in the way that it was really designed to be done correct yeah so i i hope i hope that i i hope that for our community i love helping newer players it's so much fun bringing them through operations and answering questions and you know it doesn't do you any good to be mean to someone that just wants to know how do i get my double lightsaber right 
You know, it's it's in your backpack. (laughs) (laughs) It takes it takes less effort to be nice to people than to be mean to them in the long run. It's less effort for you, and um, you know, it's it's ultimately it's good for the game if we can be you know not eat our our young and and not (laughs) hate on people just because they're just hey they're normal players they're not the elite the, game. Yeah. the person that you teach uh, teach today is going to be helping you out in your operation exactly. you're absolutely yeah. right they're going to be on your raid team tomorrow so yeah. wow, you absolutely. guys are so nice so let's let's hope that i know we're nice i people. love that i am though, a very I'm a nice, nice person, person too. i play dark side all day but i'm a nice person i'm not gonna <laughs> you know I, I don't troll on the general chat or anything like that i'm a nice guy i just make dark side decisions so <laughs> uh all right, so real quick, I wanted to bring up this. Uh, <laughs> so they they made a thread to post your Cantina tour uh, codes, and did you guys see that it's it can be used fifty times? Oh yeah, you yeah. like yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Last time it was yeah. five. <laughs> right. So I just thought that, that does was funny. make it easier. Yeah, that makes it easier. I would have loved to have seen the statistics on, and I, that was something I meant to ask um, Eric at this cantina was, what are the statistics on how many of those codes were redeemed oh, yeah. from the one at Anaheim? Because it'd be an interesting, like mathematical, like whatever, whatever progression that's just called. Just to see how it where, spiraled you know, out. You start with a hundred, <laughs> yeah. and like you end up with like a million or whatever. I would have been. And like, I, I, I wish they could keep track on like whose code was used the most or something because it, yeah. it, it does get registered like with your with your swotor account i mean not mine because like i don't i only share like hardly but you know the people that are on reddit or something or on the swotor forums i will also remember the fine print says that it will become invalid after 60 days from the event so if you haven't gotten your code now get your code now get it from somewhere i know it's on reddit it's on delphi ask your guildies you know. I bet that uh, I bet that the usual podcast will <laughs> yeah. have one up on their website. Yep, we have fifty of them. Well, actually, a hundred. Oh crap! <laughs> I should I should probably post one on my blog. I like put out that post about the cantina, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm writing that down right now because it's a great idea. Awesome. Yeah, I better do that. Cool. Uh, all right, and then we have an update next week. There, guys. Update three point three is coming. We did. Yeah. Oh, you. And yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of stoked about it. this. Is the um. I guess the, the, Eric came out yesterday and confirmed the Togruta will be coming on Tuesday. Sweet. You Behold gotcha. the Ahsokas <laughs> of the Star Wars. <laughs> now the, yeah, I was going to say, get ready for starter yeah. planets like filled with Ahsokas. Well, <laughs> yeah. It'll be there's good one little shot. interesting tidbit on this though. It says one thing that sets the Togruta apart from other species is that due to their montrals, montrails, any is that how you say it? Montrals? I don't know. Uh, oh, it's like the, they're a version of the yeah, Lake Who, exactly. right? Any item worn in your head slot will be automatically hidden. So by introducing a new playable species which hides its head slot, this gives us the potential to introduce other species uh, down the line who have head things going on. So, so I love so that for, um, for armors like <laughs> Thorian, pieces Thorian, that Thorian. have hoods. So rather than like Thorian? try to maneuver around them, they're just gonna hide it. Which I think is interesting. Tell me you wouldn't want to play right. in the Thorium. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Dude, with a lightsaber? I'm in. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, actually, this this works out great because I, um, I was going to bring this up in my weekend game, but this week I started a new legacy on the June Moss server to nice. play with the Bad Feeling guys. And I'm tailoring all, because I'm going to do 16 characters. Oh, my God. One for each advanced class, right? <laughs> 
but I'm tailoring them to somebody in the Star Wars universe. Oh, that's cool, dude. So, my first one I did was a Jedi Knight, and I called him Lucas Starkiller. (laughs) (laughs) And he's blonde with light blue eyes, and he looks like Luke. And then uh, today I made my new one. And uh, I was gonna call him Handjob Solo, but they uh, oh they, god, no. <laughs> no, they they would have knocked that. Yeah, they knocked that one out. So I went with Ham Sandwich. Thank you, Mel Brooks. Oh, that's funny. And uh, <laughs> and he's got the feathered hair, and he's got the scar on his chin, and he's a smuggler, and so that's adorable. Yeah, so I just started that one this afternoon, but this is great because now with the uh, Tagruda, I can do an Ahsoka. Cool. I couldn't manage oh, sixteen true. more characters. That's madness, dude. But good luck. That sounds fun. <laughs> Well, it's a roleplay server, so you know I'm with it you. gives me a whole new dimension to my gameplay. I'm with you, but that's a lot of characters. But anyway, uh, so are we getting Yavin for sure? Do we know on Tuesday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's time to get rid of Coruscant. Good. I'm ready. <laughs> and then we're gonna get the PvP. Changes. I'm really not sure why they were why they felt the need that to take like to have a, a limit on the stronghold since you can get up to like 22 server slots right. like. I mean, yeah, just toss us another stronghold slot. Like we're paying for it. I can't, but you know, or what at else? least as a as a <laughs> legacy fifty or a subscriber perk, maybe would be nice. Huh? Legacy fifty, yeah, that'd be cool. Have right. five, oh, an extra stronghold. Go. That's a good yeah. idea. Hey, I'm yeah. full of good legacy fifty ideas. They just won't do it. I don't know what's wrong. This is the new role playing side of me for this new service. I wish we could buy one for each of our characters because, yeah. for example, like I just hit level fifteen with my Lucas Starkiller character. And I'm not buying the new uh, the 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 uh, the Coruscant stronghold. I'm going to wait and buy the Tatooine because it makes sense for Luke. Makes sense. Yeah, order. I love it. <laughs> so much I'm fun. excited about this. I man. hate you. No, dude, so I'm excited much. for you. Pinch his cheeks. Pinch his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I would like to put this out there to all of our listeners. There's going to be an upcoming slot for permanent guest host oh for our usual God. podcast Here we and. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting fired? Just kidding. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's it for news. Really? Really? Right? Yeah, we're moving on to Star Wars. Well, not yet. I thought we'd give our... List I hate our, you so oh, much. I'm just saying. I'm following the thing here. Uh, I thought we'd give our guests a chance to talk about what they do for SWOTOR before we leave SWOTOR completely, because these are SWOTOR-heavy guests, for sure. So should we start with Heather? What do you do for SWOTOR and such? Plug your things. All the things. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. I host a podcast called Corellian Run Radio. And I also, I write a blog called Pretty Little Sith that covers a lot of SWOTOR things, uh, along with other other non-SWOTOR things like gaming and other random whatever the hell I want to write about, <laughs> basically. Nice. I have a question for you. Now that Torocast <laughs> is gone, is CRR the longest running? You know, I haven't ever wanted to say it, but... <laughs> Corellian Run is Swator's yeah. longest running podcast. Well, I've been listening to them since since back in now. the day. Now it is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Cool. That's really amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I love CR. I've been listening to him for years and years. Um, Yay! So, Master Lou, what do you do, sir? It's okay. I think we're still Swator's shortest running. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you know, there yes. could be- Was that a crack at Marshall right there? I'm not a tall no, man. No, but now okay? it is. I'm not a tall there, man. There could be some podcasts out there that we don't know about. <laughs> there might be, but the ones we know of, yeah, we haven't been around a long time. But I'm yeah, also Yeah, they're still short. not the shortest. Well, are you, are you telling me short again? Let's move on. 
Moving Marshall on. Short. Thanks. All right, Master Lou, what do you do, man? Well, I have my blog, uh, thebalanceforce.wordpress.com. I'm on Twitter at uh, Master underscore Lou underscore. I always forget that last one. Um, I also have email, you know, master.lou.swtor at gmail.com if anybody wants to send me just an email yeah. anything or whatever. Send <laughs> uh, <laughs> a mail, send them ideas but, for blogs, man. I like your blog. <laughs> I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I mean, I, you know, definitely listen to a lot of the community. Uh, as the first time I met Heather, I, uh, I told her she was one of the people who influenced me into actually starting a blog. Oh, she forgot already. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I always, I always am drinking at these cantina events. So like, you know, when people tell me things, like I don't remember all. <laughs> All the things. I'm with you. I just that remember everyone is really nice. <laughs> um, I mean, but otherwise, the colors are so pretty. <laughs> uh, I mean, as far as like, uh, I mean, I'm on the Jedi Covenant server. I'm on Shadowlands. I'm on Harbinger. I'm on Jungma with the uh, Has a Bad Feeling. Uh, they're great people too, Brian and Chuck. I mean, the, the guild is phenomenal. Uh, you know, the community. I I can't put into words like how wonderful the community is and how much passion that the player base and the fan base have for such a a game that has so much potential. I agree, man. I love this community, you know, and that's why, you know, I've been before I started doing this, I was, you know, writing for another one and just following the game. And I just, you know, I, something about it and these as many cantinas as i've been to that's that's the thing i i always take away from it is just how much i love this community so i'm i'm glad you guys are a part of it man i'm glad i got to meet you guys so um yeah i guess you guys are all right okay (laughs) (laughs) you know it was really great meeting all of you i mean it 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 really was i mean including you know chinook andreas you know there was just so much fun yeah he's the one like jesse said party actually (laughs) <laughs> like Jesse said, you know, it, it's it's great to just, you know, geek over, you know, and yeah. Yeah, well, we, or what what did you say, Jesse? I forgot what it was. Just to you know, geek over the game. That's what it was. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I, we should give a shout out real quick to Andreas Chinook on Twitter, who uh, was going to join us, but I don't think can or will. He may show up later, but give him a shout out too. He, he was one of the other ones that was hanging out with us and. Really good guy. We hung out with him downtown in the gas lamp the day before, uh, on Friday and stuff. And, uh, him and his buddy, uh, Juan. And it was, it was a really good time. So, uh, wish you could be here, dude, but, uh, we know you're listening. So thank you for doing that and for being a patron. So there we go. And Jesse, what do you do in the Soul Tour verse? Well, I don't have any great achievements to hold up to the likes of Lou and Heather, but, um, <laughs> I am an active player. I love the game. I'm, um, I'm on, uh, mostly on Harbinger, although I do play some at Ebonhawk as well. Um, I'm heavily involved in, um, a couple of guilds on the Harbinger server, including Unholy Alliance and Wookiee Mistake. And, um, we are very social guilds, um, doing ops and things like that. Nice. And, um, I enjoy being involved in the community sort of as a, you know, like you're every player. And, um, 
in just trying to bring some of the great stuff that happens out in the community and Twitter and, and the podcast and those things back to a lot of the players that don't have time necessarily to listen to all the podcasts and do all of that stuff. So I can bring it back to them and sort of, um, and sort of share all the fantastic things that are happening with the bloggers and the, and the casters and, and all of that. So I like to keep my ear on the ground for, for my folks. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, um, Unholy Alliances. Nice. Um, and, um, then, uh, we have a website, um, it's our guild website, but it also, um, features a lot of stuff from around the community. The developer blogs are there, um, as well as some, um, blogs from other people in the community. And, um, that's unholyalliance.org. Nice. So, and you do pop on yeah, a podcast here and there, like this one and some other ones. So that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what? <laughs> I, I yeah, you're awesome. Um, I, I, I'm just, but I'm just, you know, I'm just yeah, a player, I mean, and you know, and I, I never, I'm never uh, going to be an expert on anything, but I am um, always going to really just love this game and enjoy being a part of it. And anything that I can bring, I, you know, I want to do it because I have a lot of passion awesome. for it. And we're glad you're here. All right, let's jump to Star Wars, sir. Yes, yes, ma'am, sir. Pew pew oh, pew 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 time. <laughs> Here we go. So, Star Wars section. What do we want to do first, dude? Well, me and Jesse met the 501st. Yes. Not in their costumes. Ooh, talk about that. <laughs> so, you guys went to that. You guys went to the, the what was it? The, the dinner, right? The 501st dinner. Yeah, yeah, I was totally expecting them all to be in, like, costume and stuff, and then we show up, and, you know, they're all, like, they're not, <laughs> and we talk to them, and there's all these off-duty stormtroopers and cosplayers and just people in the Star Wars community, like, artists and writers, it was just, it was amazing, I feel like I should have been talking to more people instead of eating, <laughs> but... <laughs> they had a buffet, right, and and, and an open bar. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was really nice there because, um, they're, they're actually, we did meet another girl, um, who plays Sotor and there were probably a couple more scattered throughout the large and very full crowd. But, um, it was people who, you know, just have obviously a deep, um, love of Star Wars and, um, and of lore. And it was nice seeing people just, they were just relaxing and like they were, they were with their friends. Like she said, like they were off to these stormtroopers and they were just having a good time. And there was, it was a really jovial and fun crowd. Let me ask you guys, did you, there was, was there, was anybody dressed up or was everybody off duty? There were people dressed up as, um, red shirts from Star Trek. Oh, that's cool. That's there funny. were a couple of people. There were, I would say, there were like maybe three or four people out of about a hundred, um, and about a okay. hundred people, would you say, were there? Um, that were that were wearing costume, but a lot of them were costumes from like Comic Con, like yeah. not so much like their like you know five hundred first. Yeah, like the Joker. There was a uh-huh. uh, he had a selfie stick that was a gun, and then oh, are you serious? That's I, awesome. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool, actually. Okay, this is a little bit of a tangent, but uh, you know, I was thinking, imagine, <laughs> imagine like Civil War reenactors. Am I the only one that thinks it would be brilliant to have a stormtrooper versus Star Trek red shirt reenactment? Where nobody gets hit because the stormtroopers. <laughs> 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 well, no, but then, no, no, the I, I thought the die. joke was that the red shirts exactly. only wars right? where there's no casualties. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we're giving away the idea, dude. 
I better cut that out. I know, right? Yeah, you, can, you better start working on that script right now because somebody's writing it down as yeah, fast we'll as they can. I do have to say that the drive home from Comic Con was phenomenal because oh, yeah. Marshall and I talked for like five hours about what our dream Star Wars slash Marvel theme parks and hotels would be like. Yeah, oh. it was it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I just have to say, Wampa rugs were involved. Yeah. yeah. We had a hoth themed floor with wampa rugs. Uh, it would been. I feel like I feel like people would just steal the wampa rugs though. And they'd, they'd have to be bolted down, probably, it. right? Which just seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> they have to check everybody's bags on the way out. Did you steal the wampa rug? Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was a good. That was good. So okay, so what else do we have? Uh, what's this? What did you throw in here, dude? Donnie Yen. What is this? Oh, for news, Donnie Yen, who's big in the uh, the Hong Kong film scene. Um. Uh, oh, I he did, did a lot that. of stuff with uh, um, like Jet Li and Jackie Chan and all mm-hmm. them. Uh, he is unofficially linked to episode eight right now. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, yeah. His movies uh, of uh, doing Ip Man. Yeah, his Ip Man movies are big. Yeah, cool. they're it's it's fantastic. And that's according to SlashFilm.com. dot com. Cool. Um, so the one thing I wanted to bring up was just the Lucasfilm Hall H panel. And I have a little, well, I kind of talked about it on, on two shows back, the one we recorded live, but, uh, so they did show the behind the scenes reel. I don't know how many of you guys got to see it, but, uh, it was, (laughs) it was really cool to watch. And I'm kind of glad that I'm kind of glad they did that instead of just, and we'll get to that in the next section, why some of the people in Hall H are having issues, but, I'm glad they did that and just kind of released it. And I thought that was a really nice thing rather than giving new footage. Of course, the big three were there and various other things. So um, I don't know if you guys saw any of that stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I, I like almost got kind of teared up yeah. watching it, actually. There's something about the music when it starts. I felt the same way and I was getting a little yeah, emotional. I was yeah. like, what's wrong with me? It's yeah, powerful. You're right. I'm with you. Yeah. No, nothing's wrong with you. We yes. are Star Wars. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> you can't see it when my arms are up. Okay. Um, yeah, it just, it, it made me, it made me sad for the sometime in the near future when we will no longer have John Williams. Aww. Because he's like, what, 83 now? Something so, like that, yeah. Like that. You know, sometime in the next 20 years. Sorry to bring like it down. He, yeah, dude. His God, legacy will live on forever. You oh, know, absolutely. He's part of all of us. You know, it's so, that's what's so magical. Yeah. And, yeah. I, he is the most nominated artist for, uh, Oscars. Wow. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, he's been nominated. You're just a little font of trivia, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's why I'm going to win on Jeopardy he's, someday. He's a, he's a nonstop, uh, what do I always call you? A, a well of useless information. Wealth of useless yeah, information. Uh, oh, well, just nice. if you need to know something offhand, I just, that's why I keep him next to me when we go out or something. I'm like, Oh, he'll know that because I don't. Oh, so, dude, so there was like, like so basically he's like yeah, Rain exactly. Man for you. He, I get it. There was like three times during the Q and A when he came over to the table and said, "Hey, Will," da, 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 and I'm like, "Yeah," da, 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 yeah. and he's like, "Okay, cool." And I was like, "I can't remember he's this. Your, what he's is your cheat sheet?" Tell me. He, yeah, he's like your Wikipedia. 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 Trademark. Trademark. That's your million dollar idea right there, man. Wikipedia. And it works with the complete side of me. There you go. It hits all. It hits everything, dude. You'd be good. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? So, anything else Star Wars related that happened to you guys while you were at? Uh, I guess we could talk Battlefront. How many did anybody else play Battlefront in HQ? Yeah, I, I played it. Um, well, I mean, it's under NDA, so I don't mean I don't even know how much we're supposed to talk about it. 
We didn't sign. Didn't any, we didn't sign it. anything there. Yeah, they they gave you they gave it to you on like a little card really? or like they made you like you know when you skip over terms and conditions and stuff. Interesting. Mm, okay. Well, we already it talked was about fun. it on the previous That's podcast. That's all I have to say. So <laughs> it was Star Warsy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just not my thing. I'm a first-person shooter. I just, I don't, I can't aim. The game itself is beautiful. <laughs> so you're a stormtrooper. I can't aim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I basically shoot like a stormtrooper. But I just, I it was like, it was beautiful. I mean, for people that like those kinds of games, yeah. it's great. But it was... I mean, I'd rather. Memorize a priority rotation. Yeah, it was it, it was a, <laughs> it was a gorgeous game, and the gameplay was smooth. It was fun. I had a really good time with it. Um, we did talk about it uh, two episodes back, so if you want to hear our reactions, you can definitely tune into what is it uh, episode one of our Comic Con coverage. Since we didn't know we were un- yeah. un- under NDA, so hopefully they don't get mad at us, but it's no big deal. Um, but the game is cool. Nobody <laughs> listens to us. Oh no, no. But okay. Well, I don't know. Am I going to get in trouble? No. So I, I took not a, that many people I listen to this. Sel- I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I took. <laughs> I'm, being honest. I'm gonna tweet out right now. Listen to Heather talk about Battlefront. Heather's breaking NBA on the usual podcast. The what? <laughs> so, so I took a selfie uh, in front of the like the TV with the Battlefront screen, and I shared her with my friends. I mean, it was a private group on Facebook and everything. I shared her with my friends, and they're like. Does that sign right behind you say no photography or filming? <laughs> like in the like in the picture that I took, I was like, oh my god! And it was it was really bad because I had also posted the picture on Twitter, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I took it down on Twitter right away because that that was public, and my my friends were just like laughing at me, like, oh my god, uh, gonna have to edit that part out. <laughs> uh, I might, I might not. I'm thinking of not editing too much of this. We'll see. Uh, but no, dude, I. I don't take that as I can't talk about it, but yes, taking pictures of it, they did, they were very clear on that, not to take pictures of it. So I'm glad you took that down. Yeah, EA, EA is going to come to my door and be like, no more Swator for you. They're like, we listen to the usual podcast. And you're like, what? <laughs> you you're that one. Stuff up on six monitors. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so let's see. Actually, actually, you should, you should edit that out. <laughs> I wanted to drop a little bit of info here about the uh, the Star Wars card trader game. Only two reasons, really, is that Ordu joined this week. Oh, nice! And so, so he joined our friend. So, if you guys want to play, you guys can find me on uh, on that at IML Griggs. But the big thing is, is they uh, had uh, SDCC exclusive inserts in the game. Plus, they just released Series Two, which is uh, very heavy of Clone Wars and Rebels. Cool. So, I thought that was very cool. I didn't get by the booth, actually, the Tops booth, and and get the exclusive uh, deals. I never found it. Well, you never looked. <laughs> That's a good. Point. I'm definitely gonna have to like make plans to go with you guys to Comic Con next year. Yeah, man. I mean, because uh, I'm I'm like sitting here and I'm missing out. I mean, I've seen like some of the videos and stuff like that on on the internet, yeah. and and I'm like, ah, oh, man. I missed that. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I saw, I actually was, I got to go into Hall H this year. Well, let's, let's wait till we get to the next section. Cause I, I have a couple cool things that I got to do this year that I've never done. Oh, this was my fourth year at Comic Con. And, and yeah, man, I mean, if you can get a badge for the dang thing, it's, it's worth it. It's not cheap and it's, ma- it's a madhouse, but it's fun. It's really cool to meet some of these people producing content for various things, writing books, self-publishing things. It's really cool. So let's, uh, should we just pop into the last section here, dude? Uh, sure. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or six duck-sized horses? J.H. Uh, 
All right, I'm going to assume that's hypothetical, right? I mean, right? But I'd have to answer neither because a horse-sized duck is too terrifying to even contemplate. And duck-sized horses? How could you fight them? They're too adorable. I mean, seriously, picture them. All trying to eat one apple. Oh my god, that's too cute. All right, so I'm going to let you take it away, sir. Section three, we are in pop culture. And Will is going to go through some news items. And then we're going to do all SDCC. And then we're going to call it a night. Go. Yeah, we're just going to start off with some uh, some quick pop culture news that happened over the last week and a half. Um, and I just want to get your guys' thoughts if you have any. First of all, we, we talked about it earlier, but there's the new Ernest Klein book that just came out this week. So... I'm sure all you geeks are going to be going out to get that. By next week, I'll have it ready, um, I promise. And then, um, you know, last week, unfortunately, Jerry Weintraub passed away at the age of 77. Um, if you don't know him, he's a producer who's done basically everything. Um, so just IMDB him, and you'll see that he's been in charge of a ton of stuff. But he's also, like, one of those old-school, badass, mobbed-up guys. So um, if you've ever seen the Tom Cruise movie The Firm, um, he's in that, and uh, he's kind of a badass in that. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah, so he had a bit part in that, of course, because he was one of the producers. The name seems familiar. Um, he was in something else that I actually, that I liked, and I can't think of it. I'll have to. I'll I'll do the uh, IMDb thing, dude. I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah. So this IMDb, uh, Jerry Weintraub, we've got a link to his uh, uh, obit on the Hollywood Reporter. Um, Dan Aykroyd kind of released it over Twitter that he's in the new Ghostbusters movie. Wait, the girl, the um, all female cast one. Yeah, he tweeted that he was uh, filming a scene with Kristen Wiig, oh. and then, of course, uh, uh, Paul uh, Paul Feig got a hold of him and said, uh, dude, take that tweet down, <laughs> and so he took it down. So it's only up for a few hours, but it is official. Dan Aykroyd is in Ghostbusters. Cool, dude. Nice. It's going to be fun. Um, and then the last big non-SDC news that, uh, news that hit this week was that it's uh, been rumored that Ben Affleck is going to be writing and directing the next Batman. You said rumored, though, right? Yeah, well, he has come out and said that he wants to do it, and it looks like Warner Brothers is going to let him. It's just no contract has been. So this will be the one that comes out after he is all Batman-y in uh, Batman v Superman, right? Yeah, it's the one I think it's slated for 2020. So he's going to direct himself. uh, Yeah, it's after JLA, but yeah, he's already. I mean, he's already an uh, Oscar-winning director. I know. know. I'm just. He's got skills because he hasn't signed on from Rats two yet. That's all. No big deal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i think he's too busy doing reindeer, reindeer games too. yeah he's, he's got stuff he's he's a busy guy dude you know yeah and now let's uh slide into the sdcc news uh the big stuff is uh fox and sony's and warner brothers reactions to leaked footage right um there was footage of the deadpool uh footage that leaked which if you're one of the lucky few to see it on the two days it was out um, it looks phenomenal. It is hard R. It is what you would expect from Deadpool. It's swearing and nudity and violence and gore. And oh, it looks amazing. Ryan Reynolds being phenomenal and actually taking a pot shot at Green Lantern. Dude, when, so, when, when you sent me that, I basically... I mean, okay, so just so you guys know, if you didn't see it, the footage is ser- seriously some dude sitting back in Hall H on his phone, like, through the chairs, and you can kind of see it, you know? Yeah, he's like in the 20s. Yeah, and it looks fine, but, I mean, obviously he's not supposed to be filming it. And, uh, but it, that, that trailer looks amazing. I, I, tw- I actually texted Will back. I said, this is already my favorite movie. 
I like I like I like movies. <laughs> I like Deadpool. I just like movies that are darker, anti-hero kind of things, and that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it gave a little bit of the backstory to to Deadpool and that he's a, a cancer survivor, and that it, it just seemed really cool. But one of my favorite things is uh, when a guy offers to to make him into basically a superhero or an, a super anti-hero. Um, and he's being carried in because you know he's completely weak. He says, "Just don't, uh, just don't let him make my suit green or animate me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the humor. So that's an actual line from the, the humor is going to be great. And I, and I mean, Ryan Reynolds does that kind of never stop talking thing really well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and he actually came out during the panel. It's also on the the, the little bit. He came out during the panel and said they are not sewing his mouth shut. Nice. Um, so that, um, also the Suicide Squad trailer uh, got leaked, um, which I found this really interesting because, um, Warner Brothers showed the Suicide Squad trailer, but decided not to leak it, but they did the Batman v Superman trailer and then published that to the web immediately after the panel. Right. So they're kind of wanting it both ways, but if you were, uh, if you've seen, they've now released the Suicide Squad trailer. And it looks phenomenal. I love that you get to see oh, that's gonna be so the, the setup for Harley Quinn yeah. going insane. Um, I'm still not 100% on Jared Leto, but... I think it's going to work. I don't know. There was that, that line that they put in with him, I thought that I think it's going to work, dude. I don't know. I wasn't... We talked about this a while back. I, I'm with you. I'm a little uh, little wary of it, but I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be, I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, well, it, it seems like the, the person he's torturing... Um, not to death, but to insanity is Harley Quinn, and evidently that takes place in the first day of the sh- of the movie, okay. you know, the, the opening. So, wow. so that's pretty cool. I'm just excited about Harley Quinn. She looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the actress is great. So, so we'll see how that. Well, goes. and the one thing that came up with this is the fact that there there's this issue right now with San Diego Comic Con, which is why I wanted to bring this up, is the fact that Hall H has this you know, reputation for showing trailers or footage early. And now that people can periscope things or film things and get away with this, I mean, you can't police 6,500 people. And so someone's inevitably going to leak it. And so once it gets leaked, what do you do? Um, and so I, the fear out there right now that I've been seeing is that they're going to stop showing footage uh, in Hall H. Well, the thing with that is like Suicide Squad is still... 13 months out from release, right? Right. And so this wasn't actually designed to be a trailer. I would say go the Star Wars route and do a behind-the-scenes cut instead of an actual theatrical trailer cut. Right. Um, and then do what they did with Batman v Superman is if you're going to show an actual trailer, make it web-ready and release it immediately after. Gotcha. So I think the, the template is there to just follow what Lucasfilm and Warner Brothers are doing, and you just decide you can't go that middle and i think they were i think they were really screwed. smart in doing that especially lucasfilm just saying well, we're not gonna give you new footage but here's some cool stuff you know that we don't mind that you see yeah because know? i think that complete i mean along with the concert really you know right. we'll, please we'll get to the concert in a minute um my last bit of uh news news is it turns out on i believe it was friday night Zack snyder rolled through uh harbor uh boulevard right in front of the comic-con <laughs> uh in the batmobile and handed out free shirts how was I not standing there for that? That's what I want to know. Oh, I did see that video. <laughs> That's cool. That was cool. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, I think just everything that they're doing in the run-up to Batman v Superman has been spot on. Yeah. To 
to leaked uh, photo releases to public appearances like that to trailer releasings. They haven't hit a misstep yet, I don't think. I'm with you. I think you're right. All right, and my last two things are the the two things that just stuck out about me uh, stuck out to me about the outside of con uh, advertising gas lamp is I thought Heroes Reborn and Blindspot were hitting it right on the head. They were both right there on the uh, the corner um, where you cross the street, and they had great uh, advertising. And I can't tell you how many times I I mean I've seen it over and over again, and I still stopped and watched the Blindspot trailer. <laughs> I can't watch for that show to start. Yeah, looks cool. Did anybody else see that that trailer that was right on the corner? The the one with the the girl who wakes up with all the tattoos. No, okay. it starts oh. off where this yeah where this they find a yeah, bag in the center of Times Square, and they don't know what it is. So they pull they evacuate Times Square, pull in a bomb squad, and they open it up, and a girl unfolds herself, and she's completely naked, has no memory, and has fresh tattoos all over her body. Crazy, and that's the start of the series. And so I think that's really cool. Um, Heroes Reborn, I thought was really cool because you know they're obviously coming off an ending that was not done incredibly well, um, but it's a good mix of former hero stars along with uh, some new cast, including Zachary Levi and uh, uh, Dylan Bruce from uh, Orphan Black. Plus, uh, available if you download the Heroes app, uh, you'll get access to their prequel series called Dark Matter, which is a webisode series, which is available right now on the, uh, on the cool. app. Let's so check that out. I recommend that. Um, other than that, uh, because I was in San Diego, no real reviews this week, but I'm going to be hitting the theater with a vengeance. And so check back next week when you'll be hearing my reviews on Ant-Man, Terminator Genesis, Trainwreck, Minions, Selfless, Spy, Gallows, and possibly the Amy Winehouse documentary. Dude, I'm so mad. Did I tell you? Ugh. My 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 girls went to see Minions without me while I was gone. Aww. Yeah. yeah. They came back. I came back and they're like, Daddy, we saw this movie. And they started going on. I was like, well, you were supposed to wait till I got back. I'm just kidding. I knew they were going to go. But uh, but I, I want to see that movie. So you'll see it. I'll see it. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. So starting tomorrow, I'm going to go see Ant-Man, of course, because that opened up tonight. Um, but I'll be seeing that tomorrow and probably Trainwreck because I've already missed a week or a week and a half on Terminator, so I'll hold off on that. But I love Amy Schumer, yeah. um, so I'm going to go see... Plus, I love Judd Apatow, so it's just a great mix, and that's coming out tomorrow. Um, also, just a little side note, did you guys happen to see the uh, GQ cover shoot that Amy Schumer did for this week? Oh, with uh, C-3PO? Yeah, well, oh, the yeah. cover is her basically filleting C-3PO's finger. What? But if you look at the other pictures, um, there's one where she's basically given a blowjob to a lightsaber and How did I another one this? where she's having what? a <laughs> another one she's having a post-coitus cigarette in bed with uh, c3po and r2d2 wonder how that got uh, got by the uh... i'm very confused yeah, how did that get past their wow. people it is parody therefore protected speech interesting okay well i don't know how i meant but that it but... is that actually there w- there was an article on, i believe variety today that asked that very question huh. well all right dude Let's start after. But I'll be note. getting those. I'll be getting those pictures up on Pinterest tomorrow. So cool. I just I just want to go on the record as saying that in my world, C three PO does not have sex. Exactly. I'm with you, Ever. dude. Uh, <laughs> and if he does, it's not with uh, a woman. <laughs> right. I mean, this. Okay, we could go on with that. I'm sure. Uh, let's let's wind this down a bit. I just wanted to end the whole thing with some general highlights from 
you know, non-Star Wars, uh, SWOTOR-related Comic-Con experiences. So I have a few, um, but uh, I'd love to hear if you guys had any. Uh, I know, Heather, you had uh, tickets to the con. I don't know if you have anything that stood out to you. Yeah, go ahead and tell your Babylon story. All right, so I'll tell my Babylon story. So so we got tickets to Hollywood Babylon after we left the uh, the cantina. We went to Hollywood Babylon. I always send a email ahead of myself, uh, just basically like, I love you, Kevin Smith. You're my inspiration, kind of sappy stuff. But anyway, this one I kind of crafted like, look, I basically come every year. This is my fourth year. You know, I brought you socks for my little retail store, and I just want to give you socks and give you a hug. And that was, and it happened. It was like the coolest thing ever. Uh, so nice. I actually put the, the link that's on here is the audio from where he, they started reading my email and then I jumped up on stage and, you know, gave him the socks and <laughs> with socks in hand, with socks in hand. And, and, uh, <laughs> and it was really cool. And actually a little bit later in that section, like some guy tried to steal my thunder at some point and then they kind of went on a tangent and then they went back because they were plugging some other guy's podcast. And they're like, hey, the Saw guy has a podcast. What's his podcast? So I actually got to plug the podcast and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So Very it nice. was Yay! it was one of those Comic-Con experiences where it's just like, that's that's one of the reasons I go, you know, to meet awesome people like you, to to actually get to do stuff like hug Kevin Smith. like, And, and you know what's funny? The funniest part about it was, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Obviously, I'm doing the fanboy thing here right now. But... The, the, the funny thing was, is leading up to that Saturday night, most random people I met, including Will's friend, Autumn, and a couple other folks, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to see Kevin Smith on Saturday. They're like, oh, I just saw Kevin Smith. Here's a picture of me with him. And I'm just like, I was like, how dare you? I have, I, you just run into him randomly? Like, it was, seriously, I ran into four or five people that just, oh yeah, I just took a picture with Kevin Smith right here. No, the best part was when we got to, uh, the, Q, the cantina q a and it's literally we're going to, to kevin smith that night and we meet um armando is uh, uh, alberto and yeah. and he says oh my friend just met kevin smith this morning he pulled out a picture it was it, it happened it, kept, it just kept happening anyway uh so that was that was for me one of my my big highlights of this year as far as celebrities go i got to meet felicia day as well and also the guys from Impractical Jokers, which was awesome. We talked about that a couple uh, episodes back as well. But um, I also met Dave Dorman, the awesome Dave Dorman, on on Sunday. I got a couple of his pieces already signed them, and I got the Star Wars number one variant. Um, his art's phenomenal. I know Heather, you met him too, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I met him. I also, I also met Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous of that. Nice. My wife saw that picture because I was, I was, I. I clicked on your blog and that picture was there and she's just like, what, what? She's a big Doctor Who fan. Anyway, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was excited. I got to, uh, I ended up talking to Jessica Chobot at the Geek and Sundry party. Yeah. Very, very briefly, but I thought that was very cool. And uh, I ran into Ron Perlman on the street. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Too quick to take a picture, but still he was right. So Heather, where did you, where did you meet Capaldi again? Uh, at the Hard Rock, we were just like. You know, he was by the bathroom, and the people were, like, taking pictures with him, and I was like, who's that? Because we couldn't see his face right away, and then we, like, you know, yeah. kind of got closer, and uh, my friend was like, oh, my God, that's a Doctor Who. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I actually and, met Ron Perlman. Uh, he was, I was working across the street from Sony Studios, and he, 
came in, got his coffee, and he started chit-chatting to me about how excited he was to sign on for Hellboy. Oh, that's cool. That was some time ago, but yeah, he's really, really cool cat. Oh, one last thing. You know, Marshall and I were at the Geek and Sundry party in between the, the cantina and the uh, Babylon. We left for Babylon, and literally no more than like 20 minutes later, we get a tweet that says that Felicia Day walks into the into the bar and opens the bar for everybody. Yeah. It, it was one of those moments where it's like, well, if we had just stayed around, but no big deal. She opened the bar for everybody, right? Like bought everybody a drink kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anything else you want to mention? I mean, real quick. I just, I mean, I just have a couple of people. I met just some publishers and people writing and I bought some books for my kids from this guy, Russell Nolte at wannabe press. Uh, this guy who does this really dark comedy. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever reads Arsenic, Arsenic Lullaby, but this guy, Douglas, I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, my God. This stuff is crazy. Um, I, I, uh, go, no, go ahead. I talk a lot. Well, I mean, I guess I could talk about the, the bar trek I went oh, on. Oh, yes, please do. Yeah. So after me and Jesse went to the 501st party... Um, I went back because they were there's a few of them wearing their red shirts, and so I went on a bar trek with like like a dozen people wearing red Star Trek oh, shirts, awesome. and you know they're they're always the ones that are gonna die, and so we were just walking around downtown. Cars were just coming at us. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how cars are coming at us. We're all wearing red, but you know. <laughs> I guess we'll die anyway. And that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, that was just something I did on the fly. I wasn't expecting to to do that. And, and it was nice. I made friends. And- oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, guys. I think we should wrap this up. It's getting late. But I just want to thank – I can't thank you guys enough for, for coming on the show and hanging out again. We got to figure out something else and, and do something like this again soon. Yes? Yes, for sure. Totally. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks very much for having us on. I know we all had a really great time talking about it and, and like reliving it and, and thinking about it some more and, and being a part of it. So it's really appreciated that you, that you brought some of us on and we got to like experience yeah. it. And I can't wait till next year. Can't wait till next year. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> definitely for sure. All right. So thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So of course, share us and give us positive ratings. Uh, become a patron. Of course, that would be great. It's still not too late to get into the drawing for next episode. Get, win some cool Comic-Con swag. And of course, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast for a 30-day free trial of Audible. All right. And thanks again. Anybody, any final words or we out? I love we out. Guys. We out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. We're out. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Greetings, this is Chinook, a.k.a. Andreas. My frosty beverage of choice this evening is Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. 
I wish I had the chance to record with the wonderful people I met this past weekend at San Diego Comic Con. Sadly, due to scheduling conflicts, I was unavailable. I just wanted to say a few words. Having the opportunity to see the excitement of some of the biggest fans of this game, people that were willing to make the effort to attend an event with the people from BioWare, gave me renewed hope for this game we spend far more hours playing than we ought to. I have been concerned of late that the focus on story might be a sign that BioWare is missing the big picture. What keeps people in the game is community. Will new operations in war zones really cause the community to thrive? Our community is what we make it. We are the ones that need to build the connections with other people. The challenge of a new operation may get our interest, but isn't it really the people we play with that keep us going? I am happy to say I have seen that there is a really good set of bones for the community that can survive and thrive. Without saying it so simply, Bauer is asking us to please enjoy the story content while they make things easier to go forward. If the people I met this weekend were any indication of the potential this community has, I am willing to trust Bioware and enjoy the ride. Bioware may have disappointed us in the past, but I see a renewed effort and commitment to making something they can continue to be proud of. San Diego Comic Con is a surreal experience that must be witnessed firsthand to truly understand. Having the opportunity to hang out with the people you heard on this podcast made for an experience I will not soon forget.